Welcome everyone, and we have a special edition of the Bike Pod, and with a special edition we always have a special entrant coming into the mix, yeah. and we're appealing to both the younger and an international <laughs> demographic in this case, so we've hunted down a South African rhino. Uh, yep, Ryan, I'm here. welcome yep. to the podcast. <laughs> Um, thanks, Glenn. Good yeah. to be here. Like, I must admit, I'm kind of nervous. I've listened to a lot of podcasts, and yeah. I've, always, I've always wanted to do some punditry, but finally get my crack at it. So. I think you'll be fine. I don't yeah. for discussions. <laughs> this is uh, now yeah. today's special is special yeah. because we booted action out of the uh, yeah. out of the booth, and we've brought you in. Yeah. But big part of the reason is we want to get. Uh, we're actually keen to get an impact or views from another person who follows the NBA quite closely and yep. you're stepping up to the plate so you're definitely uh, for all the listeners out there he's definitely well enough credentialed from the two and a half hour discussions I've had with him yeah. so <laughs> there's certainly no worries yep. with regards to his, to his knowledge and I guess today's uh, podcast kind of was mm. born out of a discussion we had a couple of weeks ago with regards to I guess where Kobe and Tim Duncan sit, given that they've just retired in the, I guess, in the pantheon of all-time great players. Mm. So uh, you've been pre-tasked. Yep. Top 10 Ready players. To so um, top 10 players of all time. I don't think, uh, I, I think it's undisputed that Jordan's going to be number one. Yep, no if surprises. We, <laughs> if, we, if we have to explain to you why that is, I think go listen to another podcast, yeah. quite frankly. <laughs> So it's going to be more interesting going from 10 to 2. But I think, uh, as is always the case with this, there's a number of ways that you can define greatness. So I think we'll probably both have to have a bit of a chat about that. But also, mm-hmm. given, our, given our list, there's always going to be some tough omissions. Yep. So maybe uh, talking through that as well. And there might be reasons why those particular people have been uh, left off your list. So I might, I might throw to the yeah. guest first. Uh, yeah. They've, they've been listening to me ramble now for two minutes, so... <laughs> I wouldn't call it rambling. I would. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I'm so, going gonna, gonna to jump in probably first off and talk about some, I guess, the topics or criteria I looked for someone to get onto my list. Yep. So initially, definitely legacy and reputation. Yep. So someone who left a lasting legacy, which is, as a young fan, I guess, mm. probably the most important. For a lot of these guys I didn't get to watch play. I yeah. wasn't even born... 10 years before some of them played. No. But, um, yeah, it's that legacy, that kind of residual effect they have on the game that's important to me. Yep. Then also winning and stats. I know it's not everything, but for some people it is. And yep. some people on the list, they, you know, yeah. excelled in that. Um, raw ability. So just like whether you could just flat out play the game. Mm-hmm. And when other people looked at you and just enjoyed the spectacle of watching you play. Can I, can I just yeah. ask you a question on that? Because certainly one of my considerations... Yeah. Have you taken, I guess, into um, into consideration how they would go in the modern game today, where mm. it's a bit more of a a uh, driving dish type? Uh... I I think I my I listened to another good podcast where they did something similar like this, and I'm not going to say I created it, but yeah. using a ghost chamber where you imagine if you could transport them via eras. Yeah. So let's say you could get Dr. J to play today or mm. LeBron. 20 yeah. years ago. Yeah. So whether they could fit in that or not, that was a, like a consideration yeah. Yeah. in my pick. So Yeah, no. Um, and it's, I find it's almost more difficult going forwards than it is back, yeah. if you know what I mean. So like, it's easy for me to envision, envision LeBron going back and playing, but not so much how the game's translated yeah. forwards. I think that the challenge that you always have to take into account with that as mm. well is that 
if you're taking LeBron back 20 years, you're taking the medicinal benefits and mm. the training and the diet and the transport benefits yeah. back that far as well. So, yeah. Yeah. I kind of professionalism. Think, yeah. 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 I, I've, uh, I asked that question because I've kind of isolated it a little bit to the era because yeah. I just think that that's a bit difficult and it's kind yeah. of how dominant in your era were you relative to your peers. Yeah. And then I, I kind of jump forward and say, could I envisage this guy having played minutes in the most recent championship yeah. series? Mm. Just to keep it simple, yeah. it's not, that's not necessarily fair. You know, it's, it's not necessarily about dominance, but could you see them being successful in the modern game yeah. as part of that process? And I think one of the most interesting things about this is Bill Russell said, no man deserves to play against ghosts. Yeah. And funnily enough, <laughs> I've pictured Bill Russell playing against ghosts and he's yeah. an interesting topic we'll talk about yeah, later. Yeah, I think that, I mean, that's the other thing is, yeah. is that there's guys who are really, really mm. difficult to place with this in mind and Bill Russell mm. is probably, mm. I would say that the two hardest to place, and you can argue mm. with me on this, I think of Bill Russell and LeBron James. Yeah. Bill Russell purely because of what he, what he did, but in a time where... Uh, I guess the league hadn't expanded as yeah. much, so the, the talent pool was, was diluted quite significantly. I also think LeBron James, because his career hasn't actually finished yet. Yeah. So you, you, there's a little bit of... Do you, do you project outwards where you think yeah. he's going to go, yeah. or do you take into context everything that he's done this far, assuming that he doesn't do anything from this point on? See... I think <coughs> I won't spill too many beans now because no. I think that's the the good bit. He's, but, a, um, he's a tough one, and I think that yeah. uh, j- just for the record, you're here for a good LeBron Jones counterbalance. Yeah, this yeah. argument um, is that I've been I, I can respect him for what he is, but I've been quite critical of certain elements yeah. of what he's done in his personality. Mm. I think you'll be a good counterbalance yeah. to that, rather than just yep. this being a rip on LeBron Jones. Yeah. Thing, but. <laughs> Suffice to say, I think you'll be in both of our top tens anyway. Yep. Um, who are your toughest cuts? Um, I think the toughest one, personally, was Hakeem. Yeah, yeah. I, I think it's one of those things where mm. I was like, I think I love Hakeem more than his career kind of justified getting him into the top ten. Mm. And it was difficult. Um, so he was one. If I could have had Stockton and Malone as one person, yeah. they'd be, you know, a top fiver. Not, okay, didn't win the championships, but I think <coughs> the effect on the game and then also how well they did on the stats front is... Yeah, I think they're, yeah. they're tough because it's actually hard to work out the effect of them separate from yes, each other. Yeah. Is, I think yeah. you're quite right is that you can view them together as an entity, mm. but yeah, I think that they both, uh, they both certainly benefited from having each other, mm. making their game easier. Quick question, if you were, okay, in terms of ranking, who do you rank higher? I think I'd rank Stockton higher because boy, yes. because I think he's underrated. Yeah. Because like the, the records he has, like the the steals record, the assist mm. record, like that's yeah. that's untouchable. Yeah. Like all the others are like kind of in the realm of possibility. I could see someone in my lifetime getting it. Mm. But you look like current. Well, I don't know how many Chris Pauls racked up, but he's not even. Yeah. No, I yeah. think that's. I would be the same. I'd have mm. Stockton a fair few points higher than mine actually. Yeah. And the durability Stockton had. Yeah. Like, Ridiculous. But, yeah. Yeah. So Hakeem, yeah. Hakeem. And then I kind of at the last minute let go of Wilt. I took Wilt out of the Ooh, top ten. Yeah. And I you know, incredible legacy. Incredibly yeah. yeah, I think that's the one I'm most sour myself. And then I also left Oscar Robinson out as well. 
Yeah, no. So, those are my big Okay, yeah, well, I, I must admit, Bill Russell, Wilt, Wilt is the person who I actually had, is another person who I had a really hard time placing. Mm. As I've done this exercise three times, he's actually slid up and down my list yeah. three times. Yeah. And to be honest, he's in my top ten, but I'm not actually comfortable where I've got yeah, him. Yeah. I'm not quite sure if I've got him too high or too low. So, mm. um Hakeem was definitely 11 on my list, yeah. so I can understand, uh, I can certainly understand that. Controversially for some, Kobe's not on my list. Mm. Um, he's, he's just outside looking in. Yeah. Um, the main reason for that is, um, you know, the last two or three years, he's, I'm, I'm going to penalise him a little bit for being reticent to take on a role that's perhaps more suited to his game. And certainly in the Kobe versus Duncan comparison, you know, given the full, you know, full 82-game seasons, Tim Duncan's team never lost. Yeah. Well, well never we're in a situation where the team won less than 50 games, yeah. whereas Kobe's last couple of years combined, yeah. they didn't win 50 games. So he's, he's kind of been penalised for that. Like you, Oscar's missed my top mm-hmm. 10. Just the individual accolades don't necessarily hold up as well with Oscar. Yeah. I think that you're taking into account that the, you know, everybody always talks about we average a triple double yeah, this season. Yeah, that's the first thing. You have to take about. pace into yeah. into account with regards to something like that. Mm. Is you know, percentage of rebounds that he was getting in those games doesn't translate mm. as well into them into the more common league. Whereas uh, I like what Michael Rappaport said about him in another thing. He said, "Have you ever seen him dribble with his left hand?" Yeah. As you, you didn't thing. need to at the game. And yeah, probably a controversial one to even have in or around this mark. But when you actually go back and look at his career, incredibly successful, also incredibly unique. He's probably a 15, 16 guy in my list, but I'm going to say he's a a, a tough omission is Dirk Nowitzki. Mm. Yeah, I didn't. He didn't even like he he was on my <laughs> radar. Mm. But I agree with you. Say it's like. I don't think you will, you you don't appreciate Dirk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He sneaks. Yeah. He's when you look at his yeah. numbers and that he's actually snuck up on you. And yeah, he's still just as effective today as he was. You know, second, third year in the league. Mm. So, um, yeah, he's a he's a, and I love his game too. So he's a tough yeah. out for me. So, and then I think actually I want to include two that I feel quite sore for missing is I don't have Jerry West. Yeah, and. He's the logo. Yeah, I, he's like yeah, he's just outside looking in for me. I think that the yeah. um, the the thing that's always going to count against Jerry West, and it's not necessarily mm-hmm. his fault because of how the award was voted during his mm-hmm. time, but the zero MVPs yeah. is, a, is is it's tough to yeah to build a case for a greatest person when he wasn't actually the greatest person playing in a particular at, at, at any point. Whereas yeah. these guys were. In yeah. that conversation at multiple points in the yeah, career. that's exactly right. So that is, he's a tough. He's a. I can understand why you say he's a tough omission, but yeah. yeah, that's that's kind of the thing that discounted his legacy mm. with me as well. So, I think. Do you want to get straight into it? Yeah, let's let's go. I'll, I'll, what we'll do is we'll we'll alternate between the two of us. So I'll let you. Okay. I'll let you start off with your All with right. your number ten, and then work your way. Kind of give a bit of an explanation. That's how we'll do this. So we'll alternate. Go. So All number right. ten. All right. Doctor J <laughs> is my number ten. <laughs> All right. Let's join together because Doctor J is actually my number ten. Okay, as there well. you go. I'm expecting divergence, by the way. But yeah. Um, a funny coincidence. We yeah. started off at the same point. 
And I think when I was thinking about Dr. J, and I've watched a couple documentaries about the guy, and he was just cool. You know mm. what I mean? Like he, I think he was the first cool NBA player. If you know, like yeah. he, when you when you listen to guys, they're like, I wanted to be Dr. J. Yeah. And I think that he's kind of. I, I think without Dr. J, we don't see Nick, we don't see Jordan, we don't see no. Vince Carter. A lot of the things that make the game great mm. to watch with regards to you know the style of dunking mm. and all of that, its origins trace back to Dr. J, to Dr. J. I think the other thing that really works. Um, to Dr. J's advantage is he basically held an entire league together for four to five years yeah. in the ABA. Yeah. I mean, the ABA, in all, to all intents and purposes, should have folded. Mm. It just was not sound as a product. But Dr. J gave it the credibility to be able to survive yeah. for so long. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, his ABA record was amazing. Mm. And... He, he didn't have the greatest NBA element to his career. He still yeah. won a championship. He still still pinched an MVP along the way. But, um, yeah, I just think that, for me, it was a style pick. Yeah, you know, there's, certainly, as was for there's certainly guys who we've talked about being off our list who you, would, yeah. who you could probably mount a stronger case for. Mm. But I love the style side of things with him. So quite, I was quite comfortable with him. I wanted to sneak him in. Yeah. Because of the ABA element, because of the style thing, and because of the evolutionary element to, to who he was and what he did. So. And that was exactly my rationale. I kind of picked 10 before I picked anything else because I was like, yeah. I want him in the top 10. Yeah. I can't justify him any higher. Yeah. So. All right. So yes. On to the next one. Well, you could, you could give him the, yeah, number All nine. All right. And number nine, I've got Kobe Bryant. Yeah. So I think this is going to be an interesting one to talk about because... I nearly didn't have him in after our conversation. Yeah. But then you look back at the career, you look back at the points, you look back at the Mamba mentality. It's difficult to keep him out. And, you know, I'm still not 100% convinced, but I think, like, Kobe's knocked on that door and kind of deserves to get in the 10, is what I feel like. Mm. Mike, like your case, yeah. I, yeah. I'd like... I think the two things that I'd say are, are about Kobe is, is that... The, the negative side of things, I think that I'd hate to play with him. Mm. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I just think not. it's not only the, the jacking up 30 shots a game, but just you look at the, all the guys that he's, he ran mm. out of town, basically. He ran mm. Shaq out of town. He ran, mm. he ran Dwight out of town. He essentially ran Pau Gasol out of town, if you, if you yeah. look at it from that perspective. Yeah. Really difficult teammate. Really difficult teammate. Having said that, he's the closest thing to Jordan since Jordan. Yeah. And I think that that's hard to dispute. Yeah. And, you know, there's a strong enough case for him. Five championships. You've got, um, you know, two finals MVPs, 18 all-star games. There's a lot of juice on the bone there. Yeah, I agree, 100%. I count only one MVP. Yeah. I like it's tough. I, I can I can understand why people put him in their list, but he's not in my list at at, yeah. at nine. At, well, he's not in my top ten. So I've penalised him. I've uh, I've actually got one of the guys that Kobe ran out of town at number nine in oh. Shaquille O'Neal. Cool. And I'm going to make an argument that he should be higher and a lot higher. And I'll, I'll tell you. You tell me why he's nine, and I'll tell you why I think you should be higher. I just rate the careers of the guys who I've got mm. before him as as being better. I 
I always feel that Shaq left about 10 to 15% on the table. Yeah. And I'm penalising uh, uh, him a little bit for that. Yeah. I think that he kind of tainted his own legacy a little bit by bouncing around and maybe playing a year or two too yeah. long. Um, I would say that early 2000s Shaq, though, is the most dominant player that we'd mm. seen for a while there. Yep. So if you're taking that three- to four-year window of his career... Yeah where he was with the Lakers, Kobe's coming up, they win those three championships. The, if you take that in isolation and you take that snapshot, yes, he's strong. Yeah. And he deserves to be in the top ten on those three years alone. Yeah. I just found the rest of his career a little bit underwhelming, to be honest. Um, mm. I, I have questions about how much he really wanted it. I have questions about his professionalism to a certain and extent. And kind of his motivations as and well. And his motivations as yeah. well, yes. And the, and the and, bad movies. And, and that's yeah. the thing. But, yeah. and, and, you know, and I mean, look, having said all that, as I said, it's, it's ridiculous. You're talking about a guy who I'm saying probably played out 85 to 90% of his capacity, and I'm still saying he's a top 10 player of all that, time. That, that's the thing with Shaq, is that yeah. when I was thinking about it, he's 7-1. Yeah. In proportion as well as the people you don't realise. You see gangly 7-1 dudes, yeah. but he was stacked. Mm. And at his zenith, at his peak, yeah. could anyone stop Shaq? Ever? That's that's my argument. I'm not. I'm not. He's not a top fiver. Yeah. I'm, I I think there's a couple of guys who I've got ahead. Yeah, well, could give him a battle, but I I don't, I don't. Yeah, he's he's been, he was a tricky one for me to place, but mm-hmm. I think I, I'm I'm comfortable with the eight that I have ahead of him. So. Mm-hmm. Look, you're going to win championships with motivated Shaq. There's no question of that. Yeah. And for the reasons that you said, there's even going to be times with the guys who I have above him where Shaq's still going to be the best player on the floor yeah. if we're putting him out there. It's just that for those four good years, you've got all those surrounding years where he was good but not quite good enough. Or not as good as he could have been. Or not as good as he could have been. And, yeah, I'm penalising him a little bit for that. And I, I didn't really take that into And. You could. It's kind of that Kobe argument. I mean, for all the things that I said about Kobe before, he extracted every single ounce yeah. out of his ability. Yeah, and that's why I respect Kobe yeah. as as that guy who loved the process and all the Kobe stories you hear. Yeah. You don't hear a Shaq story about him. Like, I, I was the Kobe Bryant story of him taking like a bike to training and then yeah. training for five hours before anyone else started training. Yeah, Shaq was. Nowhere to be found. Yeah. Yeah. So, as I said, penalising him a little bit for that, but, yeah, on the basis of the other things. So, number eight. From my end, I've got Tim Duncan at at number eight. I've got Tim Duncan at number eight. There you go. And so, I think what I found was that, for me, at least to seven, I like, one to seven was pretty set. Mm -hmm. And, like, I think Tim Duncan's career is going to be, like, a fine wine. Yeah. Because... The, the scary thing is that Tim Duncan and Kobe Bryant retired this season mm. and it was a massive Kobe Bryant love fest Yeah, and Tim Duncan walked out. But I think yeah. that, I mean, the thing is, is that I think that Tim Duncan, the, the whole thing, it's a great uh, parallel as to how those guys mm. have approached their careers. Yeah. Is that, you know, Tim Duncan, very understated, just get the job done, mm. just get the job done, minimum of fuss, minimum of fanfare. You won't see... Tim Duncan highlight reels. No. Well, what you will see is 20 and 12 in the box score pretty yeah. much every night. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 50, yeah. 50 wins, yeah. They call him, that's why they called him, you know, the big fundamental. Yeah. Um, I'm an unabashed Tim Duncan fan. No, so as Love his game. Loved his game. 
And yet, just the consistency, and it's not just with him about the 50 wins, it's the culture. Yeah. And, you know, the example that he set for these guys moving mm. forward. Uh, tremendous player, as you say, fine wine. I think tremendously underrated in the broader context. Yeah. You, could, you know you could build a championship contender around this guy. Mm-hmm. And yeah, you've got five championships, two MVPs, three finals MVPs, 15 All-Stars. You can't go wrong. That's a pretty and, that's a pretty sensational career by anyone's standards. Yeah, and I think the the good thing with Tim Duncan is if you probably put him up too high, I don't think he'd be comfortable being on a ten, <coughs> top 10 list. He's no. the only guy I think here who would be like, I don't want any of this. I just came to play basketball, yeah. be a good bloke. I think he'd be like, really? Yeah, exactly. You think Exa- that much? Yeah. yeah. But he sits very comfortably in this space, no, no question. Yeah. Uh, so he's a yeah. I, he's another one who I kind of was was moving around a bit. Mm. Um, I've had him as high as four or five in some of my cuts, Oof. but doing reassessments and and the thing that kind of penalised him a little bit was whilst he had a sustained peak, I guess. Yeah is that the top of his peak wasn't as hard. doesn't necessarily yeah. match up with some of these other guys. Yeah. And, yeah, today's game kind of went away from his skill set a little bit. And I think the thing with Tim Duncan that is the most incredible thing is that he won a championship in three decades. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. and it wasn't like he was not an integral part of all of those. And, the th- as I said, the thing that we talked about with Kobe not accepting a, a broader role... Tim was more than happy to take a back seat to yeah. some of these guys moving forward. You can't not acknowledge and appreciate mm. how important that is. Yeah, you can see we're both big Tim Duncan fans. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right, do so you want to do seven? Number seven. I've actually put Will Chamberlain here. Oh. Now, Will was as high as four, mm. was as low as about 12 or 13. Mm. I've kind of... I haven't quite split the difference, but I've kind of in that mark. Look, there's so many things that you can penalise Will for. Yeah. But at the end of the day, he's a seven-foot-one player who has records. Okay, he only won two championships. He probably should have won more. Mm. He only... Well, he won four MVPs. Arguably could have had more. But let me tell you something. Win shares per 100 games, nobody stacks up Mm. against Will. Yeah. And that's what makes it tricky, is that... And I think that, in many respects, I think it encapsulates Wilt. That yeah. stat encapsulates Wilt in a nutshell. Mm. It's a fantastic individual achievement, but it doesn't necessarily <laughs> lead to team success. Yes, and it's a team sport, unfortunately. <laughs> yes. Unfortunately so, for Wilt. <laughs> that's it is. He might be the best one-on-one player on mm. any of these lists, but basketball will forever be a five-on-five game. Yeah. Can you win championships with Wilt? Yes. And I mean, mm. look, he... He stepped back, took a reduced role in the mm. when he when he went to the Lakers, but once again, much like Shaq, he probably left some. Yeah, he left a few things out there. there there's definitely parallels between Wilt and Shaq. Yeah, there's definitely. That's right, and and it's kind of it's kind of weird to have one on there and not the other, yeah. and it was kind of hard to split the difference. Yeah. I'm actually putting Timmy in there felt a bit weird when I was looking uh, at it yeah. because I was those two were sliding with each other, but yeah. In my final cut, I, I just think that, as I said, that that 23 win shares per 100 games, mm. I mean, that's pretty bloody impressive. Mm. I mean, no one else has scored 100 games, no one's, 100 points in a game. No one else has really come close. No. 
and if I remember correctly, 48.5 minutes a game, I think, in one season. Yeah, yeah. Which is... And <laughs> fouled out once in his career. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he, there are some amazing individual stats when it comes to Wilk, but that's the whole thing. They're individual stats. I think when you were talking about um, someone guarding Shaq... Yeah. And I think with Shaq and Wilt, you get the feeling that they were born into these bodies but didn't necessarily have the mental drive to be... Like, you put Kobe in a in Wilt's body. Yeah. Oh. You know, like, he's unstoppable. Like, yeah. But it's, it's almost too easy. I know. I, yeah. don't, I don't want to make that claim... I like that. Yeah. I think that, that I think that with Will, that's the thing. I think that, and it's. I think the same can apply for Shaq. Yeah. You could argue that they just got bored. Yeah. This is too easy. Like, how many times does Shaq want to like back someone down, barbecue sauce chicken on top yeah. of them? Like, yeah. You know, and it's, and no one. He's not gonna. I, I heard a Shaq quote the other day. He said, "You didn't get to see me play basketball because no one let me play basketball. No one let yeah. me dribble and shoot and." Mm. You know, because like it doesn't make sense as a coach to let him do that. Yeah. But you could, you get the sense he was kind of henpecked by the game, like he had mm. to, mm. and because of their, you know, remarkable physical ability. Yeah. Like, but yeah. yeah. But I mean, it would be interesting watching both of those guys trying to defend the high pick and roll. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, if if yeah. you think about, I mean, there's you think about the squad of death that Golden State were rolling out. Yeah, it's all good and well to say who's going to stop those guys at one end of the court, but yeah. could yeah. you see them rotating out no. to the shooters? No. So that's that's where it becomes a bit interesting. And yeah, yeah. I hadn't even considered that because maybe Young Shaq, Orlando Shaq, could run yeah. like a deer. Yeah. Incredible, but well, he hadn't worked out to play basketball yet. But, yeah. Mm. So it's it's an interesting one. So so that Wilt at seven. So mm. I've got Larry Legend at seven. Larry Bird. We might run this through because I've got Larry at six. <laughs> yeah, Larry was really hard to place mm. as well, and I know I'm saying that for virtually every single thing yeah. that I've said so far. I've always thought of Larry Bird as a top five player of all time mm. until I actually had to sit down and do this and do the five. Um, and it pains me because man, that's a guy who could do absolutely everything, mm. and it's a guy who I absolutely love watching. Yeah. Those those Lakers Celtics battles of the eighties were Mm. epic, and Mm. watching Larry and Magic go at it was was fantastic. Um, Yeah, I mean the the thing that really pulls Larry back for me, and it's probably the same for you, I'd imagine, is the shorter career. Yeah, and Mm. not necessarily his fault because he just played in a way that was always going to shorten his career. Yeah, I'm going to go after every single loose ball. You know, yeah. I'm going to put my body on the line. I don't mind throwing myself around. Mm. But the basketball IQ off the charts. Yeah. I was. I think for me with Larry, it's like from a coach's perspective, yeah. there's no one I'd rather coach. Yeah. Because there's no one you'd rather talk basketball. Like he just understands. You watch like some of the plays. I think it's like the secret play you had with is it Dennis Johnson yeah. where he rolls around the back and he just makes it. He just makes it. He just makes it. And he... Yeah. And he didn't have to get off high off the ground as well, which is, mm. to me, as like I think he's the best player, if that makes yeah. sense. Like, he played the game of basketball better than anyone else. Mm. Yeah. But, but, you know, yeah, as, a pure, as a purist basketball fan, mm. the way he set his legs, the way he had that yeah. kind of right arm he, up. He, yeah. yeah, I think he, he kind of understood, I hate saying it this way, but I think he understood the algebra of basketball yeah. better than anyone else. Yeah. Is that he was able to pull it apart... 
mm. make sense of all of the elements individually yep. and be able to collectively bring it back together as part of mm. his game. And that's what you loved about him. Yeah. yeah. And I think that he's somebody that you pull 84, 85 Larry Bird out and put him in squad of death yeah. at the expense of, say, someone like Draymond Green. Mm. And Golden State are a far better team. Yeah. You think about having his shooting, his passing, his basketball savvy yeah. out there with guys like Steph and Clay and, and Kevin Durant. It's, don't, it, they would just be... I don't know how you'd guard them. Yeah, you couldn't. Because yeah. another thing with Larry is that he... <coughs> like, we talk now in the, the game about, like, multi-tool players. Yeah. But, like, he was everywhere and he stood, He understood everything. It's the steel. Yeah. It's, it's that type of, like, he just, like, was all-encompassing, understood the game and where he needed to be and where the other people were. Yeah. And that, that tour, I think he said to someone, I'm going to hit the winner and I'm going to hit it right here yeah. in your face and there's nothing you can do about it. Yeah. And then, and, yeah, that was with Xavier McDaniel. Yeah. And then he turns back to him and says, I didn't mean to leave three seconds. Yeah. <laughs> You're just like, yeah. That's it. It's, yeah, and... That's right. He's probably a, a top five trash talker of all yes, time. Yes, exactly. But, uh, yeah, loved watching him play. Mm. Loved watching Larry Legend. Uh, and re- he was a really tough omission for me for my top five. Mm. But the guys who were there, it's hard to argue with. Who's yeah. in, who's it's not an easy list. No, it's not. That's for sure. All right. So, you're number six. I got Shaquille O'Neal. Big yeah. Diesel at number six. Okay. Yeah. The rationale for having so high is, I think, at his peak, he was incredible, mm. like we, we, we have discussed. Um, but your argument of him, you know, he kind of left a bit out or left in the tank, it swayed me, but I still have him at six just because of that peak, yeah. you know, and that's the Shaq yeah, argument. Yeah, yeah. And as you say, like... Defending him one on one, there's probably only two or three players in the history of the league yeah. who could do that with some effect. Mm. So I, I, yeah, it's this is the thing is just that we're kind of we're kind of assessing nuances or gradients here. Yeah, that's and that's as I say, that's the tricky part. It's not that it's you're you're always going to look at the field a little bit differently to somebody else. But and it's, and. Uh, you're right. It's about the the nuance. And I had this conversation with my sister last night. I said, you know, Shaq, I was trying to sell Shaq to her and be like, yeah. you know, there's a case he's a top five. And she's like, but could he make a free throw in the last minutes of mm. the finals? She's like, you telling me you're yeah. the coach of the last minute of the finals and Shaq's about to get fouled. You don't take him out. Mm. And I was like, mm. I probably would. Mm. If I had like a center who could shoot a free throw, I probably would. Mm. Which is, I shouldn't probably be giving yeah. him that argument because he's six, no, but, but yeah. yeah. But I mean, look, you could say the same thing about Will. Yeah. So it's not like it's ridiculous. I mean, the thing yeah. that's always amazed me about these guys is given, given the whole dynamics of the free-throw mechanism, mm-hmm. taller guys, it's harder for them to be good free-throw shooters because they can't shoot with the, with the relevant yeah. arc to get the soft landing. Underhanded free-throws make so much sense for these yeah. guys. It really does. And, you know, the whole argument is, I look stupid. It's like, well, you look stupid missing them, so... You look stupid until you make 80% of them. Yeah. Yeah. So... um, I think it's also... I'm a huge shooting dynamic fan, and you watch Shaq hold a ball, and it's... He's holding it, if that makes sense. He's not resting it. Like, Mm. you watch Steph, it kind of rests, whereas... Shaq's physically gripping I mean, the yeah. ball. Shaq always looked like he was shot-putting the ball. Yes, the exactly. It's the push yeah. rather than the shot. Yeah. yeah, it just didn't look natural to him. No. And 
I, I, yeah, that's a kudos to your sister. That's a that's a solid argument. Yeah, 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 yeah. shoot you down. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't necessarily hold that against him. It's one of these things where I think you kind of have to you have to assess mm. the, um, the the whole package with regards to him. Mm. The defence and the rebounding is more than enough to compensate for that. Yeah, you're probably not dumping the ball to him in the block with five seconds to go. No. But that's, you know, he's he had guys like Kobe and Dwayne Wade. Who could, could do that. Who could do that on his behalf. So it wasn't a critical component of what you, what you needed from Shaq. And so. Shaq says himself he made, he made them when he had to. Yeah. Know? And if he, he's, he has that confidence. I think yeah. that's what I like about Shaq. So... So we're down, we're down to the top five. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, who have you got at five? I got Magic Johnson at number five. Wow. Yeah. See, this is, this is the thing. I think one of the things I initially didn't think about, but then was kind of, it, it played on my mind in the middle of the night. I was like, the impact they've had on the franchise. And when I think, like, Bird would have been higher... But then I was like, would Bird call himself the greatest Celtic ever? Hmm. And I was like, I can't justify putting someone higher if, like, Larry Bird wouldn't say that he's a better Celtic than Bill Russell. Hmm. And that, that, that played a massive part in it. Yeah. Especially with those guys that are, like, career franchise players. Yeah. Because I feel like, sure, Bird is part of an era, hmm. but Bill Russell started a franchise. Yeah. So, but anyway, so Magic, Magic's my five. Yeah. Could have been a lot higher. Had yeah. him as high as two. Mm. But, uh, I don't know. Like, but I, yeah, I'm happy with him at five. Oh, good. I think we, I think if we get a five through two, we're going to see a very different picture yeah. here, which yeah. is great. Um, I, do, I have him higher, so. Yeah. Um, I mean, well, I think once again, we're, we're talking about fractions yeah. Of, of this, if we're giving scores out of a hundred, we're mm. we're it's, we're at about second or third decimal place yeah, yeah. with our placements. Yeah, I don't think the the order that we're probably going to have. I don't think that we're going to be very very different with the five guys that we have. Mm. We're probably just going to have them in slightly different orders here. See, but I will say I threw a curveball in, just because because I knew we'd need one. I think yeah. So I've got um, I've got Bill Russell at five. Oof. Um, and I had him lower yeah. for a long time because it's hard to really know where to place a 6'9 centre yeah. who was playing in a league that was so heavily diluted. Yeah. But the guy won 11 rings. Yeah. It, it doesn't, doesn't even have even if you, fingers. Yeah. Like. I mean, look, even if you're applying a 50% discount mm. on him, that still puts him right up amongst the top end. Yeah. And he was the, as you said, he was the undisputed leader of his team and he is kind of the man when it comes to that franchise. Yeah, he's the guy. So, yeah, it wasn't... I, like you, I didn't feel right putting Larry ahead of him. Yeah. But as much I, as I wanted to. Yeah. But, the, but I really feel that the four guys who I've got ahead of him deserve mm. to be ahead of him. And, it, yeah, as I say, it's unbelievable that you're putting a guy who won 11 championships and five MVPs, you've got guys who have half those numbers yeah. ahead of him. Yeah. But it just feels right for me. I also think the biggest thing for Bill Russell, for me, 
was you watch him walk around as the elder statesman of basketball. Yeah. And you see the LeBron James, the Dwayne Wade, and you see the way they look at Bill Russell and you think, is that not a 10 out of 10? All right, so four, I have Bill Russell. So, yeah. Yeah, there you go. We've talked about him extensively. Um, but like I say, the elder statesman of basketball yeah. at the end of the day. Yeah. And you're right, he's 6'9", but he's 6'9", 11, if you know what I mean. He's got the 11 rings, yeah. which is undisputed. Do you want to go into three? Uh, I'll go, my number oh, four. four. <sighs> the guy who I found really tough to place. Mm. LeBron James is my number mm. four. Mm. Look, there's so many things that you can say about LeBron and you, it's so easy to argue that he's two or even one and a half Yeah. if we're looking at the list. <sighs> there's a couple of things that just worry me about LeBron in the broader context. It's really, really hard to argue that he's the basketballer. If you were yeah. building a basketballer from scratch and you were taking basketball DNA, yeah. you would want LeBron James's DNA. Yeah. Not just yeah. in terms of his physical specimen, the yeah. physical specimen that he is, the knowledge of the game that he has. Yeah. He's the best two-way player ever to play the game. I don't think yeah. that that's in dispute. He doesn't reach the heights of some of these other guys mm. in, in terms of the other elements, but LeBron can legitimately guard five positions. Legitimately, like 100%. Yes. And whilst his record is three and four in finals, and that's the thing that people will immediately jump to, I don't, for two of those, I don't penalise him. That first Cleveland team should never have got there. And they got there because he was so good. It was him and four scrubs starting, basically. And to be honest, his comeback Cleveland team, Mm. he should have won the MVP in the finals. That... How they got to six games, I, I still don't know, and I still how, don't know. back is okay after yeah, carrying that exactly team. Right. Yeah, that's exactly right. It was um, it, the things about the thing that worried me about LeBron, and you know, when I'm saying all the things that I've just said, it's like, well, why is he only at four? Two things really worry me about LeBron. We talk about we talked about Kobe and Kobe's mm. intense drive. LeBron tends to turn his intense drive on and off like a switch. And it's only after somebody pokes the bear that we really see the best of it, rather than it just being there all the time. Yeah. It's Paul Pierce saying, that's why, Mm. you know, that's why you'll never win because I have bigger balls than you do. It's Draymond Green and Mm. Clay Thompson and the Golden State Warriors sledging him. Yeah. After um, game four. Mm. It's... Okay, he has this fifth, sixth, seventh gear. Yeah. But he doesn't hit it as much as you'd like. No. The other thing that really gets up my goat with him is just that I reckon he understands the game of basketball really, really well, but he doesn't understand how to lead a team. Mm. He, make, he makes it... I think that's a fair criticism, is that LeBron makes a big deal of being the leader of the team. Yeah. You know, he always... It's the Instagrams, mm. it's the Snapchats, me and the boys. Yeah. It doesn't and, come naturally, I don't yeah. think. And I think that the, the, battle, the battle that I had mm. was for the number three spot. Mm. And Magic was my number three. Mm. 
And I really don't... I see them being the same player. I see LeBron being a little bit of the evolution of Magic Johnson. Yep. But there's no question that Magic Johnson was a, a leader and a stronger leader than yep. LeBron is. And a more natural leader. And a more natural leader. And they both had those watershed moments in finals. Yeah. So... Um, the, and look, the other thing that with LeBron, you could argue that does he, does he have a championship at all now if Ray Allen doesn't hit that three in game six? Yeah. Does it all go downhill? Yeah. Um, given that he'd come off such a poor series the year before in Dallas, mm. and I'll hold that against him. Yeah. He, both, both those Miami years where he lost, he quit on the team. Yeah. In, in not in a direct way, but in an indirect way. He wasn't giving them everything that he could. Mm. And that caused... So I kind of pulled that back. Magic had a similar type of series in 1984, but not to the level that LeBron had. Mm. So so LeBron at four and Magic at three for me. I think I'll leave my LeBron spiel to a bit later, but I have three... I have Kareem Mm. at number three. Difficult because to Lee, I think him and Magic were interchangeable for me. Mm. Because I thought with Kareem, you can't, and Lou Alcinda, you yeah. can't, you can't, like, the guy made dunking illegal. Mm. Like, he was that dominant that said, you can't do that anymore. The, for, the sport is not fun watching you because you're that good. The, the long, I think it was 18 years between championships, like 18 years between yes. first and last. Yeah. So the longevity. And you know, how do you win basketball games? Score points. The guy scored more than anyone else. And has arguably the... the he's arguably the best way to guarantee two points. Yeah. Because he has a shot that's virtually impossible to defend. The yep. Skyhawk, virtually impossible to defend. Kareem's my number two. Mm. Um, you could argue that that Milwaukee team should never have won a championship, but he was so damn good early mm. in his career that he managed to not only get them to two, champ- two finals... Mm. but one championship. And I think another thing with Kareem, which I did have to argue with my family yesterday over dinner table, Yeah, he's just a really smart guy. Mm. Like, you listen to him talk, he, I think he was at the, De- the Democratic National Convention, Yeah, had an incredible speech. And I think also, at, like, as an advocate and, a, I guess, someone who's responsible for the game, he took yeah. his role extremely well. Yeah. So Six championships, six MVPs. I mean... Mm. No one's, not even Mike got to six MVPs. No. So, and as you say, the long career, he was still very effective into his early 40s. Yep. So, yeah. You, you can't, like all these guys are good basketball That's players. exactly <laughs> right. That's and and I think, well, this is the thing is that I think Jordan's a clear one. And I think two through five, as we've discussed, yeah. I'm assuming you've got LeBron at two. I do. So... It's nuances there once again. I think that it's mm. you can't you can sit there and say, well, I don't necessarily agree with where you've ranked them, but I can completely understand, understand. Yeah. why you've ranked them where you have. So, I think that that's the beauty of this is that it's we're seeing slightly different things, but yeah. At the end of the day, I think there might be an argument. I don't know whether you feel the same way that maybe one day LeBron could. I'm not saying he will be number one, but there might be an argument for it where. Someone listening to this might think, oh, are they going to have LeBron or Jordan at number one? Mm. Maybe one day. That's where my spe- that's all speculative at the moment, especially when you factor in the new super team that's been collaborated. Like, is, is LeBron going to win another one? Mm. 
So I haven't. Well, I mean, and how do you, and, and kind of how do you rate his legacy? That's why he's. I, I said he was him and Russell. I really found it hard to place. Yeah. And for the reasons that you've said, I think that that's exactly right. Look, I I kind of have him as four asterisk. Is that I could, I could certainly see him passing Magic. Yeah. Even at the end of this year, I think if he wins another championship this year, yeah. particularly if he takes down the Golden State Warriors super team again, yeah. he's certainly in the top three at that point in time. Yeah. And he's, he's and, he's, and he's really pushing Kareem at that point too. Yeah. <coughs> but I think. But uh, the argument I think, in, you know, I'm I'm comfortable with him at four, and I'm sure you're comfortable with him for two for this reason. Mm. The thing about LeBron is, is that there's a lot of miles on that Adomina. Mm. I wonder if we've seen the best of him and I think that we it's have. now that we're now on the downside. But it will be interesting to see if LeBron has a Tim Duncan transition mm. or a Kobe Bryant transition for the rest of his career. And I think my my argument was kind of like based on in my own mind projecting where this goes. Yeah. And I like I felt like I need to qualify this and say I'm a massive LeBron James fan. Mm. Always have been. Um just think, I just like him, and then I think he's a, a basketball alien. Like, he, mm. you could not have built a more yeah. superior bar. Anyway. Yeah. But I think, yeah, I think the way this career pans out is that he's going to understand his role, and he's going to pass like Magic Johnson till the day he's out of the NBA. And if you have a LeBron James that can pass like the way we've seen him, mm. he's always a chance for a championship. Yeah. You put him around... And you don't know where Kyrie's and career I, goes. Mm. And, you know, there's a really good argument that, you know, that last championship is, you know, I talked about Bill Russell's ones maybe being worth half. Yeah. You could argue that his last one was worth one and a half because so, he's knocked off a 73 and 19 yeah. with, let's be honest, a team that's probably a mishmash of parts. It's yeah. not really a team that's gels together. No. The, the pieces don't really fit there. As I was saying to someone, they're paying Kevin Love a hundred and think twelve million to sit in the corner, yeah, and hit threes while Tristan Thompson rebounds. Yeah. So there's improvements to that squad that could be made, whether mm. they will or they won't, we'll see. Yeah. But yeah, it's 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 going to be interesting, and I can't wait for it. That's that's the other thing. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think that that's the thing. I think everybody would love to fast forward through to June, Golden State versus Cleveland, yeah. and and just best of seven right now. Let's just do it. Yeah. Mm. Because I think the, the, the battle will be fascinating. The battle, and, yeah. So, number one. Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan. It's not even... Go. Uh, yeah. Just, he's the goat. Yeah. He's, I'm, I mean, I'm not even going to penalise him for those two years in Washington. No. No, you can't. Yeah. Because I, I was saying to my dad, like, LeBron's great, but there's never going to be the LeBron era. Yeah. Other team... If LeBron went out for two years, it's not like people are going to be like... Now's our chance to win a championship. Mm. Jordan did that. He was one man in a league with 30 teams, and when he decided to not play for two years, people were like, let's do it. Let's get yeah. it now. Yeah. There's, and I think there's none of that about him. And it's really interesting because we, talk, we talked about Stockton and Malone earlier. Mm. Think of the guys who are probably top 25 players mm. that were around in that time. I mean, we even talked about Hakeem, and Hakeem pinched too during that Yeah, downtime. exactly. Is the, it's not just that. It's guys like Patrick Ewing, Charles Barkley. Charles Barkley, exactly. There's, there's all these guys who, even to a lesser extent, somebody like Clyde Drexler, mm. who just couldn't get by this 
this guy. He was he was the blockade that was standing there. Yeah. There were some really good Cleveland teams during the early nineties mm. as well, but they couldn't get past Mike. You can't. And yeah, it's. You know, six championships, six finals MVPs, five MVPs. Um, and another thing with Michael, when I was doing the research, is 10-time scoring champ. Yeah. Like, it was in the league 15 years. Mm. Ten of those years he was scoring champ. And I think the thing that people always forget about Mike um, is that he was... His 12 to 15 foot game was rock solid. It was almost mm. automatic. He raised for that jump shot, squared the defender and shoot. And you were shocked if it didn't go in. Yeah. And, you know, for all the histrionics about his dunking, which were deserved for early in his career, mm. that part of his game was amazing. Mm. Yeah. And great defender. Yeah. Probably not LeBron-esque Tight defender, yeah, but great defender. I think the intensity of defense and the yeah. just the intensity and of the man is just you know, and yeah, I think that that's the other thing is, is you, the other thing you know about mm. Jordan. You know, we talk about LeBron's intensity. You talk about Kobe's intensity. You know, Jordan dialed it to eleven. You know, yeah. he'd run over his own mother if it meant he could yeah. win a championship. Mm. Hey, and you respect him for that. Yeah, I think when I. I think of those guys, I think it, like Tiger Woods, to me, prime Tiger Woods is like that Michael Jordan-esque. Yeah. They channeled Mike, you know what I mean? It's mm. that, like, I'm going to win at any cost and I'm going to enjoy the big moment. You got the feeling that Michael enjoyed the big moment? Yeah. Whereas LeBron's scared to mess up. Yeah. Jordan's, like, looking for that moment. Mm. So. And that's the challenge with regards to, I guess, will LeBron ever, ever pass Jordan? That's, that's kind of the, the block. Mm. as far as I see it. Well, we've just been joined by the dulcet tones of our South African <laughs> correspondent. <laughs> um, Matty, we're just discussing the, uh, the greatest players of all time and no surprises that Jordan's won. Uh, just wondering, first of all, are you going to dispute that? <laughs> um, and, I, I would say a uh, question, first of all, I think um, not being too well versed in the NBA but keeping a, a light pulse on it. I think we're in an exciting era right now in terms of the players around but that's more what we have to look forward to as they develop in the future uh, and what LeBron does as he finalises his career. Um, but uh, having been more of a fan in the past, somebody like Jordan is um, he's one of the few guys who's actually deserved the title living legend. Mm-hmm. Um, that term gets thrown around left, right, and centre, but he's one of the few where you go, wow, and actually, that's, that's a real person that's mm. walking around living, breathing. He's more of a um, mythical creature of basketball yeah. to a lot of people than anything else. Mm. And I think anybody who can take what is otherwise an insignificant number on their jersey mm. and turn it into what people think of as a number of greatness... Um, mm people requesting it left, right and centre for different teams because of what he did in basketball. I'm not a huge David Beckham fan, but he moves across, he arrives in the States, and marketing ploy or not, he takes soccer and asks if he can have the number 23 jersey uh, arriving at the Galaxy, knowing that significance Mm. in a different sport. Yeah. To define a jersey to that extent is... Yes, and the same same can be said for Shane Warne in cricket Mm -hmm. as well. Um, yeah, I think that it's, it's interesting we talk about players and Jordan is a brand. 
Yeah, literally. All these other players want to <laughs> yeah, be a yeah. All these other players aspire to be a brand. Mm. Jordan is a brand. And it's a brand that makes billions and billions of dollars. Yeah. That's ridiculous. Mm. But I think, yeah, the thing with Jordan, I think he cemented his legacy on an international stage during the Olympics. Yeah. Because there was the dream team, but it was Jordan's team. And it was mm. Jordan. Like, Barclay scored more points. But if you want to define who's a superstar and who's not, yeah. Jordan kind of defined, to me at least, what it means to be a superstar in sport. Mm. And I, I do think we've got to be careful because there's other examples um, around of sporting celebrities who were great brands but don't actually deserve the accolade mm. within the discipline of their sport yeah. yes. as their celebrity. And I think yeah. you just used an example of that earlier, Mr. Da- Beckham. David he's, Beckham. he's my prime example. He's not the only. Um, yeah. So we do have to be careful in adding that in any way, shape, or form yeah. to the conversation. But yes, I think when you say that uh, he became the brand and he became yeah, that icon within an already mm. dream team, yeah. um, that was earned. That wasn't um, yeah. celebrity first and yeah. walking the walk afterwards. That mm. was walking the walk first. And that yeah. almost adds to his legacy now that we can still distinguish. And that yeah. I didn't even play that into why he's number one. But when mm. you add that in, that he yeah. was the first basketball superstar yeah and pro- probably like sh- Inter- I think yeah. international basketball superstar, superstar yeah. I think that's important we made that distinction yeah yeah so I guess in recap do you want to go through your your 10 through yep. ones again alright and, uh, and we'll close off so I've got number 10 Dr. J number 9 Kobe Bean Bryant Tim Duncan mm. at number 8 sitting comfortably at 7 Larry Bird Big Diesel Shaq at 6 um, probably the only one I'm having doubts after after our conversation, <laughs> and maybe as well Magic Johnson, four Bill Russell with his eleven rings, three Kareem, and holding out that in at the end of his career LeBron James will be sitting comfortably at two, yeah. and number one Michael Jordan. Yeah, whereas I'm living in the present rather than yeah. the future. So I've got like you, I've got Irving at ten, uh, Shaq at nine, Tim Duncan at eight, mm. uh, Will Chamberlain at seven. Um, Larry Bird at six, Bill Russell at five, LeBron James at four, Magic Johnson at three, Kareem at two, and Goat at one. Mm. Here's so, the Goat. So, well, Ryan, congratulations. You survived your first, uh, your first <laughs> podcast. There's no blood on the wall, so that's a good <laughs> sign. Um, so uh, I guess without further ado, we'll be signing off. Later, Hosen. <laughs>